How did you end up on this podcast? I know it's the MIT Enterprise Forum, but what was it that led to that? So we actually were um, told by one of our mentors that Beantown Throwdown was a, a competition that we should enter. And so we did last year, and then we ended up actually taking first place. And then from there on, we've been working a lot with the MIT Cambridge Forum, and they told us that we should do the demo day, and we did, and then we won that as well. <laughs> what was your uh, product, or what, what does the company do for the, uh, when you did the Beantown Throwdown, what, was, what did you demo? demo? We demoed our product called the Cat Mat, or the Community Emulation Tool Mat. So our company is called Ambulatory Innovations, and it's an overarching company that is um, really striving to create products that will help patients get back to walking outdoors and back to their um, original activities. So we found in the clinic that a lot of people are kind of dissatisfied with where they're at because they can walk on hardwood floors, they can walk on tile, but they can't figure out how to walk on their yard to go like plant the garden and things like that. So we're trying to help in that sense. When you say back, back from what? Did they have surgery? Were they paralyzed? Anything like that. We're thinking um, post operations of knee replacements, hip replacements, um, even like ankle injuries, and then anything like a stroke or even Parkinson's patients, anyone that has a neurological deficit that just needs to kind of learn how to walk again or walk better. Wait a minute, I thought you said bat, like bat woman. What did you say, no, bat? No, 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 back. <laughs> back. Said, yeah, they were saying back. David, oh, I've got the... a Midwestern accent. I don't know if you've heard this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry. So what, what's the name of this bat thing or back thing? <laughs> um, so it's the cat mat. So it's short for community ambulation tool mat. Yeah, oh, so for, for, cat for, for, Dave, for Dave and I, who were both born in the mi Midwest, we would pronounce it a little differently. It'd be cat mat. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we got the Boston accent. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. So that's why I had to translate it for him so he could understand. Yeah. How did you, yeah you his how did, age, at his age, you've got to go slow. How did you uh, <laughs> How did you end up, uh, not coming up with that name, but how did you end up coming up with this product? So we're both um, physical therapists. So when we were in school um, at the University of Massachusetts, Lowell, we had someone from their program called Difference Maker which is an entrepreneurial uh, program that they have, come and speak to us about submitting uh, ideas into the competition. And from talking about our past clinical experiences and from talking to other therapists, we came up with this idea. And so far, it's been going pretty well. <laughs> so what one you, really cool. you know, what does that sound? Is it like cats, dogs, or bats Birds. in the background? Birds? Uh, there might be a bird. Let me close the store. Oh, that's okay. Birds are good. <laughs> We're familiar with birds. That's a matter of taste. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So what's your backgrounds? What brought you to CatBat or whatever it is? We both graduated this past May with our doctorate of physical therapy. Congratulations. Okay. 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 Thank you. Okay. Okay. And, so wait, let, yeah. me, let me take over before David totally screws this thing up. Well, why? Um, by repeating my questions? Well, yeah, I, I might modify the words to make it sound original. By the way, <laughs> if you haven't listened to these, part of our shtick is we talk over each other and we're pretty insolent and rude to our guests. So uh, apologies in, in advance. Um, <laughs> so uh, a number a number of 
months ago, we had actually, uh, you know what I'm going to say, David, uh, Ross Lilly, who was the founder and exec director of Access Sport America, which helps kids with disabilities and adults with disabilities. I'm helping. I'm going to help. I'm going to help you, Mark. What he's yeah, going to end with is, how did you end up with CatBad? No, 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 no. So, so you know, we have we've had kind of um, some discussion on these kinds of topics, helping people with disabilities. So yours is meant to be sort of a home uh, recovery thing, or or does the caregiver you know uh, prescribe this when you leave after a stroke or after hip replacement? Hey Mark, what does that run up have to do with the question at all? I, mean, I want to like draw some linkage for our, our listeners and and, and uh, also tell them about Access Sport, which I helped. Oh, start. They, that was good. That was a slick move. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's not. It's not like we know any more than we knew otherwise, right? It's not like we know anything. Well, but okay, okay. Look, you can edit it out. So, so <laughs> how does this thing? How does this thing get get sort of acquired or prescribed? Um, cat, yeah. Cat so our, our idea is that it can be used in essentially any physical therapist clinic setting. Um, right now, we're mainly thinking of having it used in the clinic, but we're also exploring it could be used as part of a home exercise program when the patient progresses. Or we're also thinking of branching out into the fitness and wellness arena at some point um, after we gain a steady foothold in the PT clinic. Mark wanted to ask, what is CatBat exactly? What is it? Yeah, sure. So um, the CatBat is the... See, see, see Mark, it's, it's CatBat. Matt with an M, like Mark. Matt. Oh, okay. Cat bat. Anyway, keep going. Uh, cat mat bat is a interlocking mat. Um, so it's basically going to be like a puzzle piece that has oh. interlocking pieces. Like a restaurant. And like a, like a restaurant behind the counter. Yeah, maybe. Kind of. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that one either. So. Well, when you go in the restaurant, they have those. They have those. Uh, uh, brown rubber or black rubber mats with it. They look like puzzle pieces. Oh, yeah, on the floors. Yes. Yeah, they don't call them cat yeah. bats, though. They call them rubber mats. Well, they're not as fun as us. Yeah, okay. ours are special. Okay. Okay. Um, they are going to be mats that have a medium in the center that allow it to feel like it's shifting under your weight. So it, there's going to be beads and other things inside that are going to make it feel like you're walking on an outdoor surface, like walking on gravel, walking on sand, things like that. And we want to make it so they're modular. So that way, if a physical therapist wants to have a walkway mixed with different type of terrains, they can do that. Or if they want a walkway just of sand, they can just have one of sand. We have a genius idea for you. One of our, this is a, this is a typical Mark question. Speak, speak one of our, yourself. One of our prior guests did virtual reality so we could hook you up with them listen to your lead-in <laughs> <laughs> listen to that podcast and what maybe you could like have your um patients oh so for order. a haptic mat oh that's yeah a haptic mat they could like pretend they're like uh what is this, this is actually not, this is not a dumb idea Dude, that's so unusual. in the virtual reality world they have various add-ons to the goggles Mm -hmm. That you know, you have like uh, things that you hold that like vibrate when the game or the software vibrates. What he's suggesting is actually not altogether stupid. It's partially <laughs> stupid, but it's not altogether partially stupid. stupid. Um, it's this notion of creating, you know, this floor that can actually react. Now, are you able to? So, first of all, my assumption is these are filled in something in some fashion with you know the beads or whatever. Are you able to actuate that or make that move in any way? 
Um, so it's going to move naturally when the person steps over it. Um, okay. It'll shift a little bit. Because the be ideas idea. don't want it to be the same every time they step on it. Okay. So failure of the podcast is often about pivots. So we have a good pivot for you. So first, make them look like bats. These mats yeah. make them look like bats. I am and a then bat. You, and I, then you so, can have I'm a, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have in the uh, virtual I'm reality glasses. The Enterprise Forum, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you could, the virtual reality view could be of them like a scene out of the Batman movie. And they could <laughs> go, through go. All, they would go through all the terrain yeah, that Bruce Wayne goes through, whoever's name Yeah. The Joker, if you wanted. Yeah, Joker, he's, yeah. He's, he's having fun with phonetics right now. I'm very sorry. <laughs> okay, so the, this is our so best the, interview. Yeah, yeah, definitely very entertaining. <laughs> okay, so the cat bat mat is a bunch of a jigsaw puzzle. Some that have sand, some that have rocks, some that have glass, some that have burning coals, and the challenge is to get across them. Yeah, it's and then definitely an obstacle course, <laughs> and then at the end, you're the champion. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. So how? I'm, gl I'm glad there's coffee in here, and not booze. Um, <laughs> so wait a minute. So say you have sand and rocks in them. What does the patient learn? What would Mark learn? So it's for um, creating a. We're trying to get as real as creating an outdoor surface as we can, because clinicians right now are having a really tough time actually simulating the outdoors. Why don't so they just go outdoors? So the issue with that is there are a lot of safety hazards. So a lot of these physical therapy clinics are in parking lots, and we don't. They are because because of, of coronavirus, right? Because of coronavirus, they have to yeah. do their yeah. treatments outdoors. <laughs> There's a lot of like legal barriers, especially with double booking. Um, if you have two patients at a time, then you can't bring one patient outside and leave the other inside to do the exercises. Yeah. Um, and then weather comes into play too. Like wherever you are, there could be a bad weather day. And if you can't take the person outside, it's not really. Yeah. Um, and so, so David yeah. would ask if he were an IP lawyer, which God forbid <laughs> that he, that he becomes one. Uh, is there any unique uh, intellectual property in this? And have you applied for a patent? And, yeah, I'll, like I'll, and I'll suggest that you uh, choose any lawyer, but him. <laughs> um, look like yeah. bats. Yeah. We have our provisional patent um, and we're pursuing no a utility patent. Uh, we're going to be applying for that in the fall. And what, what will it cover just without getting into any details? Because Mark has a, a like an ironclad memory he'll never forget. But just other than Mark, what is this thing about? What? What's the, what's the patent about, roughly? Um, so it's going to cover the function of the mat as opposed to like a specific material of the mat. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the purpose of the utility mat, uh, utility patent, because you can use pre-existing materials, but the way that you're using those materials, that's what the patent will cover. Yeah, it's it's being used in a way that hasn't been before, and we've done um, prior art searches, and we continue to do so, and there still isn't really anything like our idea. So the notion would be, instead of going to the, so say you go to a small physical therapist, um, a small shop, and they and they have two patients in there at once socially distanced or in wearing masks. So the therapist is with one of them and says, oh, we should go outside, but if we do that, uh, Mark over there might have a conniption and uh, cr and die. That's, so what we're gonna- That's a medical term. <laughs> yeah, we, we as PTs don't want that. No. Okay, so Whatever what you do is you- Whatever a conniption is. <laughs> is there a, a thing called a conniption? 
Oh, my mom used oh, yeah. that word a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you leave Mark connected to the electrostimulation therapy thing. So he, whatever that thing is, the, uh, the muscle thing. And then yeah. you go off into another room. And in the other room, you have a bunch of these cat bat maps that are simulating uh, walking on a beach. And then you bring in um, Sarah, and Sarah thinks she's walking on the beach. And you play, like, Jimmy Buffett music. Is that the idea? Ooh. I like the yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, that's basically the idea. It, there's nothing good about Jimmy Buffett, trust me. As a trained musician, I will tell you, there's nothing, nothing good about Jimmy Buffett, well, other than the fact that he's vodka. Like, like his distant relative uh, Warren Buffett, he's extremely wealthy. <laughs> okay, but is that the point of the cat bat map? Which is that you can keep, you can have one of your rooms full of rocks and another one full of hot coals, and you can have your patient. Um, experience all those things without actually stepping foot outside yes but um our idea is also that it'll be easy enough to take apart and stack in a corner that it ha doesn't have to be in that room all the time so you, it's very um versatile wow <laughs> oh so, so you don't want so you would yeah. you would sell this to pts uh orthopedists uh health clubs once they're really all fully functioning fully open and maybe supply them post-operatively to the patient when they leave after a hip replacement just to have that's, it home? That's kind of patient-dependent between the therapists if they want them to continue at home. But say if the person lives here in Massachusetts and they want to go to their beach house in Florida and they want to keep practicing walking on sand while they're here, but that's like winter and there's like six yeah. feet of snow. Yeah. Is there going to be a residential application of this where you can um, put them down in your three-season room and, and again, have the Warren Buffett music and maybe uh, yellow walls with, with uh, sunsets? I, I think that is our, like, very long-term goal. We oh, just want it to get onto market and be successful in the places that we think it will be. And then once we can do that, then we would start selling it on like Amazon and people could buy it if they want and like put up warnings and viewer discretions. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a podcast ostensibly about failure. So mm -hmm. was, was there, uh, you know, was there a lot of failure leading you to the final design? Other and than this podcast. Other than this podcast, which is certainly yeah. the failure. ultimate form of failure. Uh, but you know what? What led you? First of all, what led you to this? And then secondly, um, you know what? How many iterations? And you know what failure? And how did you recover? Um, so our, like I said earlier, our experience in the clinics—that's what kind of got us on this idea. I um, had been frustrated because I wanted to take some patients outside, and that wasn't allowed with the double booking. Um, and then I also took a amputee patient outside and. 97 degree Florida heat, and that was not a fun experience. <laughs> um, and I really wish our invention was ready to go at that time. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to. And then, so I had been working as an aide in a physical therapy clinic for a couple of years. And I just heard a lot of people discussing how they really wanted to get back to the beach and they were frustrated that they couldn't do that gardening also really common they were frustrated that they couldn't like walk out to their garden area um so they were like if we just had like some something on the floor that felt like sand or felt like the ground outside and i was like oh, why don't we do that so do you, know a, do you know what a chia pet is yes well have you thought about a chia bat map pat pat map <laughs> mat, mat, 
Dave's yeah. Dave's med meds are off. I'm sorry, I can't. I just <laughs> well, no, can't. you could you could get one of these mats and you, you got to up chia some things and turn down some things. And, <laughs> you know, chia seeds. You could put chia seeds because the gardening idea you'd have like chia some of them would chia pets. Well, you'd have some of the mats would be like the dirt in your backyard. Some might have little grubs coming up, and then you could have one some with chia seeds. All right, yeah, I know which mats to adjust now. Slapping as seen on TV on the mat. So, so on a serious note. Um, having worked a little bit with the disabilities community, that's my lead in. Um, oh, that was short, by the way. And, and this having is a, record, a friend, they normally take a while. A, and having a friend with, uh, you know, that's been in a wheelchair for a long time, he tells me that cobblestones are the worst thing. So if yeah. you're wheelchair bound, you're parking, you're downtown by Faneuil Hall, downtown Boston, and you're transferring from your car to your to your chair, and then you're trying to go somewhere. Are you guys looking at wheelchair applications um, simulating? urban uh, environments? We haven't yet, no, but, but that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Sure, uh, that, that's a tip off to my friend, Craig Wilson, who's- When uh, should we start, Mark? When should we start, when should we start recording, by the way? Oh, uh, good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that the cobblestones thing, especially in older uh, urban centers is a real uh, difficult thing, not only for folks that are amputees with prosthetics, but also wheelchair bound folks. How are you going to build these? I mean, without getting into the patent stuff, how are you going to make or fabricate these things? So um, if you want us to talk about one of our failures, we can talk about one of the things we tried for a while. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean the one where you actually put rocks inside of a, like a mat and you couldn't lift it up? Yeah, yes, exactly that. Um, no, that is one of the things we've um, been kind of passing back and forth, though, like what materials we'll use. But anyways, so we were gearing up for our first big competition at UMass Lowell. And one of the kickers is if you like really want to do well, you need a prototype. And we had just started. I think we were only like four or five months in at that point. Mm -hmm. So, and we don't have, we, at the time, we didn't have any engineers. So we were like, all right, let's try to make a prototype somehow. Um, so we went to the engineering department at UMass Lowell, which is a very um, good department. And they, there were some kids who were very interested in our idea. And they were like, oh, we could 3D print that for you so easy. And we oh, were really? like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. That would be really cool. So then fast forward like two months later and they're still like stumped on how to do it because it keeps failing. It's not printing right. The material isn't good with the 3D printer and we don't know anything about 3D printing. So we're just like, I, I don't know. Can you just keep trying? <laughs> so then what was it? We finally just went to a public library and had it 3D printed there out of different material that actually worked. But it's a very rough prototype because it, it can't be used. It was more it's of like tiny. just a visual one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, It'd be good for like a dollhouse. Yeah. So as far as 3D printing, we don't think we're going to go that avenue. We have one of our engineers kind of trying it out again. And even he's like, yeah, oh. it's, it's tough. Can yeah. you re yes, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for full prototyping? Um, so we're looking into different types of molds, um, using, uh, what's it called acrylic to help us create the molds and using a laser cutter. Um, so right now that's our idea. And then as we progress, like if we get to the mass production phase, we'd be using an injection, um, injection mold, injection mold. Yeah. yeah. And we've been using, um, rubber as of right now, like different rubber products and 
experimenting with different types of TPU and EPS feeds. And Mark knows what that is. He'll tell us about it after the podcast. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have an addendum to the podcast where Mark goes through all the chemical the glossary. Names he knows. I'll go through the glossary. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I had no idea what any of that was until we had an engineer on our team. So. Oh. <laughs> nope. Well, speaking of that, that's a natural segue to, so how big is your team? We have five of us right now. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Is it your intent to raise money? Have you raised money? Do you get prize money from all these things? How's this all work? Yeah. um, Right now we're trying to stay grant funded for as long as possible. Um, But we've usually in each competition, we'll get either prize money or services awards. So we've won five thousand dollars of legal services at Bean Thompson. that's about 15 minutes of legal time <laughs> yeah we're just finishing up with that now <laughs> um, if you're lucky that, that's opening the file that's just yeah. opening the file <laughs> yeah <went>. conflict check <laughs> very quick what got some good stuff out of it yeah um right now we're just finishing up our our venture well um grant which is for five thousand and we're going to apply for the twenty thousand dollar one next Cool. Wow. And yeah. is, is your tagline doing well by doing good or doing good by doing well or something like that? It could be. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, we were or, speak, um, or speaking good while learning how to speak grammatically poorly. Correctly. Or, <laughs> right, or. Okay. So what is your, te- what is your team uh, comprised of? How's that? Comprised. Big word for today. So what, yeah. We, what do you got? We have um, a lead engineer um, and then another team engineer. Then we have wow. the chief executive officer, chief um, chief operations officer, and an administrative lead. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's uh, so two engineers to a cat bat map. Um, yep. Why so many? It seems engineering heavy, but why? Someone's got to build a damn product. No, that's so true. They both have different experiences. One um, just did the standard: go to college, get the engineering degree. And then he went to work in a plastics company, so he has a lot of background in plastics. Wait a minute, wait a minute, interrupting. Did you see the movie The Graduate? Yes. 1960s movie with Dustin Hoffman. I don't remember it that well, but I Why am I asking this question? I know the answer. That's why I feel like I don't remember it. Mark knows it. I know, I know. know. Yeah, yeah. Because, Because in the famous, one of the famous scenes... That you can talk about on on uh, national television. On um, one of the famous scenes, somebody comes up to the Dustin Hoffman character and says, "I have one word for you, young man: plastics." Oh yeah, at the pool, right? At the pool. That's right. Very good. There you yeah. go. Coming back. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag okay. Netflix. Hashtag old movie. Okay, so back back to your story. So <laughs> so you have one one of your engineers is uh, into plastics, and um, yeah. yeah. And our um, product developer who's the other one, he went into the Navy and he has a totally different background. He has a lot of random factoids that he knows about legal stuff, so he's been pretty helpful with that. <laughs> Was he doing engineering or legal stuff? A little bit of both, yeah. They're very similar. By the way, the, by the, way the graduate came out in 1967. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David, was, David was about 52 during that year. <laughs> you don't look a day over 52. <laughs> Not a day over fifty nine. Yeah, um, they, they, uh, they, 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 the the camera takes away uh, years from him. 
it's, it's just really an avatar. You should see Microsoft really feature. Like. Okay, so you have a large team, and um, are you going to add to the team? Or are you going to do fundraising for quite a while? Um, how are you going to sort of handle growth of the company? Yeah, we're definitely going to keep up with those grants. Um, we want to keep competing in different competitions. Uh, as for adding for the team, I think we're good for, for right now. For yeah. right now, like if we keep progressing and make it to that mass production, we're going to have to bring on other consultants Sales. or employees or things like that. Um, How are you going to handle now, fundraising? We have all we need. How are you going to handle fundraising? Are you going to go out to raise money from private individuals or are you going to do Kickstarter or we had a guest on who talked about equity crowdfunding, but what equity. are you going to do to, yeah, what are you going to yeah. do? To I mean, right now we're still doing the grant applications. That's, that's bringing on our main source of funding. Really? Um, that's yeah. Great. So like right now, later today, we're going to meet uh, someone from UMass Lowell. We won an $11,000 grant for office space and lab rental time. Wow. Uh, so yeah, we're going to meet later really to helpful. figure that out. <laughs> Is that, that, that's the lab that's like that old mill building, that really big old building. Yeah. I've been in that. It's very impressive. I've seen, uh, David, we, maybe in our prior podcast series, I think we had, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the company or the person, but, uh, she established her company in that particular facility. I've been there a bunch of times. Oh, I, uh, I think I know the facility, but okay. That's neat. Um, the iHub. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was actually perfect when we went there, they have a walkway of sand and a walkway of gravel in the lab. Yep. So it's really the perfect fit for us. Wow. Wait a minute. And but they don't use the cat bat map to do that. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> they will. <laughs> what, what why, do they why why do they have a pre existing, you know, gravel pit and sand pit? I get wait a minute. I know this one. I know this one. They uh, have tested the Mars lunar rover or the Mars rover on this, right? Exactly. That really? I thought he was full of crap. That's interesting. <laughs> why else would you have sand in a building? That's why I was asking. I don't know. A lot of cats. Yeah, why do, I don't know. Yeah. So well, actually, do um, uh, all I know is that they hadn't even used it yet, and we were the first people to use it. So it's a very new installation, and I think it was for a particular project, but they hadn't gotten around to starting it yet. That's awesome. What was the project? Like, hey, while it's sitting there, can we use it? And they were like, yeah. What are you going to do with it, though? So, I'll do one go game. Okay. So, um, Don't worry, nobody listens to this podcast. You're, you're like revealing no secrets. As a matter of fact, the NSA often puts their most highly secret secrets on this podcast because nobody listens to it. Yeah. Whoa, follow <laughs> um, So, we're doing a different, um, a couple different types of lab testing. We're going to do some uh, EMGs, um, electrogeography, yeah. and oh. then also. Also, we're testing foot pressure sensors um, and joint angles. And joint angles. And with all of those values, we're basically going to walk on a level surface, walk on the gravel, walk on the sand, collect the data from that, and then we're going to walk on 30 feet of our mats, and then compare and see how they how they compare and um, if they are kind of close enough. Do you have any, have you built, have you fabricated any of these cat bat maps to test out? Yeah, our engineer has one or two. Yeah, Yeah. he has a couple. COVID really threw a wrench in us getting in the lab, so we were kind of in the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that's been a common theme for all the obvious reasons with a lot of (laughs) lot of folks. Yeah, it's really thrown everything off. Are you allowed to go into the lab now without a mask or you have to go mask it up? I think we need a mask. um, And then the lab is actually reopening in August. So we're hoping to get back in. I think if you I think if you label it Arizona or you get a grant from the governor to call that little piece of sand Arizona, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, good to know. A little known legal factoid. (laughs) We're going to have to have a real lawyer write write, write the disclaimer on this particular podcast. That's for sure. (laughs) Not a fake lawyer. (laughs) Uh, Okay. so anyway, so you so but you've already designed. So. Your engineer has, um, during his COVID downtime, fabricated some cat bat masks and or maps, and you're going to test out the real sand versus the thing he fabricated, and then you're going to tell him to go back to the drawing boards if he screwed up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Basically. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Trial and error. Now. Yep. Yeah. Does he have enough of these? Um, would he know how to refabricate one shy of a shy of a what do they call it again, Mark? When they lock us down again, do we need another lockdown for him to quarantine. come up with more? Yeah, quarantine. Quarantine. Do we man. need another lockdown, or will he be able to fabricate some in real time now? Once you once you're in your Arizona. Real time now. I think it's easier now that like we have a a system. Um, the one who's three D printing, we're just kind of like have fun with that. Yeah. Do your own thing, but um, yeah. The other engineer kind of has a system going now. Okay, so, that's the question. So, when do you think this, you know, the final, final thing, you know, that bad include, mask. you know, including all the COVID delays, when do you think you'll have sort of the first release available for people to buy? Probably about a year. Yeah, I think we'll have a lot made by um, December this year. A lot made and tested by then. So we have a genius idea that we have learned after 64 episodes of this god-awful podcast. Oh, All right, impart your wisdom. This is very important. Yeah. Have He's you drop, actually, dropping wisdom right here. Yes. Have you actually spoken with your customers <laughs> to see whether they might like this? Or do you want to schedule now, for a year from now, when we can have a failure podcast, when you say we built like 10,000 prototypes, or not oh, 10,000 of these went to sell them and nobody wanted them, which would be good for us, not so good for you? Yeah. Uh, no, as part of the entrepreneurial program, the first one we were in, they stressed to us, you have to talk to your customers so you don't waste your time creating something they're not going to buy. Um, so that's something genius been, idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's something. Historical reference, historical reference, okay. name a famous entrepreneur who, um, what would, would be the word mark, eschewed that approach? That, that didn't want to talk to customers or do any primary market we'll research. We'll give you a hint. Black turtleneck in round glasses. I, I was going to say, um, oh my God, what's his name? I don't know. The his, Apple, his, Apple guy. They, they, Apple? They, yeah, the Apple guy. Uh, Steve uh, Apple. What was it? What is it? Steve, Steve Apple? No, no, no. Who's the other guy? Who's the new guy? Uh, uh, Tim. Tim oh. Apple. Tim Apple's Tim predecessor. Apple. That's what Trump called him. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Steve Jobs had a thing where he he was like literally the only person that said we don't require any uh, primary market research. We'll tell the customer what they want. They they won't define it for us. But every other consumer or you know enterprise type company, you know, you you do a fair amount of research with the all the various stakeholders. I was gonna say him or Bill Gates. They sound like those type of people that would be confident enough in themselves. <laughs> 
confident. Hey, Mark, who, Mark, who came up with the uh, Newton? Because that was that was a. Uh, do you guys? You guys don't remember the Newton, do you? The Apple Newton. The Apple Newton was that so a Jobs that was, thing? Uh, <laughs> could no, that no. was a, that, was not edible. Uh, that could have been uh, in the uh, intervening uh, year that with he was Coca-Cola? years where he was the gone. Co- yeah, with the, the with, Coca-Cola uh, Scully. Yeah, Scully. So the Apple Newton was a, um, it looked like a uh, Star Trek transporter, but it was like three times as large. So it would fit in your whole hand, and maybe it was the size of your, your forearm. Like a paperback book. Yeah, it was big. And uh, you it could came write out of 93. on it. It was kind of like an iPod. It was like a, what do they call those things? Um, iPod. It was like a big, huge iPod. Um, but it didn't work that well. Okay, so going back. So you did do, you did do consumer research. And yeah. we continue to do so. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Mark's showing you a picture of the Newton. You don't recognize what? that? Actually, it looks much better that way. It, than... it was it was 27 years ago. Oh, it's older than that. <laughs> That's very... Um... Yeah. I, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. So, and what did your customers tell you? Did you make any changes in your design as a result of this uh, research you did? Not yet. Um, something we're playing around with is maybe changing the size of the individual mats, but that's going to depend on um, what we see through our, our testing in the lab. Did any of some je- any of your customers suggest you make them look like bats? No, you're the no, first. You're the first. Very okay. Yeah. Cat, bat, mat. Okay, so you did some research, but what else did you learn? Did did any of them say hot coals or um, broken glass? as sort of surfaces for people to get used to, or in Mark's case, cobblestones? Um, the, co- the cobblestone oh. idea is a good idea, by the way. Mark likes that idea. <laughs> from, a, from, from a real user. Yeah. Um, we've heard, and we want to do these. It's more that we want to just make our first mat and be successful with that. Yeah, but smart. we've heard making little curbs mm-hmm. to add in, making little hills to add in, some that are hard, some that are really soft, things like That'll really throw off the feet. And as like you're little, and little, yeah, little holes that if if you're like we also worked with a couple of, well, a whole bunch of folks that that had uh, that were amputees, and you know you get your foot lodged between things and you can't dislodge it. It happened to my dad, and he got to sue Cambridge. <laughs> oh really? How'd that yeah. work out? It, it, he won. It was like a civil thing that he won. Um, his <laughs> foot got real stuck, and he broke his ankle really bad. Are you going to someday tell a story when you're a famous uh, entrepreneur wearing a black turtleneck and round glasses about how your dad's settlement funded this company? Yeah, we haven't seen a dime yet. I know. (laughs) I got to go find it. Checks in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was paying for the college education. Yeah, it was in the 90s, so I would assume that that's long gone. (laughs) Well, Mark, some some other realistic things they could do. What is it that you commonly uh, encounter when you're walking down a city sidewalk, um, you step on it, you go, Ugh, and then you spend the next 10 minutes trying to get it off your shoe. Oh, gum. Uh, <laughs> oh, or other things. I was thinking <laughs> dog poop. Dog poop. Yeah. Everybody poops. Um, are you going to have one of those, like a dog poop run? You know, a section of this where they get <laughs> things on their feet. I think that's the first one we're going to turn down from you. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. Good luck. They're on their own for that. <laughs> wise, wise move. Um, 
No, this is all very, very cool, actually. I think this is a great idea. I think there's a use for it. And, um, you know, I think there, there's so many different renditions of it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, returning uh, veterans, you know, who have been injured or just trying to reacclimate uh, after an injury. I mean, there's just so many applications. And actually, you ought to go to some of those uh, wounded warrior groups and, and look for grants as well. Because I think they we should. I really like the idea of hooking them up with uh, Jason uh, from Rotu. Yeah, the VR guy. Yeah, yeah. You guys could hook up and. I and I that was a cool idea because it doesn't. We were concerned about making our mat smart because we didn't want it to be too expensive. But if places that have virtual reality wanted to add our mat on as a perk, mm -hmm. I think that would be really cool. So yeah, you could, we're willing yeah. to work with them. We just don't want to create our own VR world. Yeah, yeah, I know they can do it for you. They're geniuses. And actually, uh, David, we had another guest on this that was doing haptics-related uh, objects for both VR and medical applications. The, the attorney that that the patent attorney that uh, oh, you John, talked to once. John, yeah, John, that's, that's another true. One. Actually, he that's could actually true. build these things in, in for VR applications. They have medical and VR applications. I can't remember, remember the name of the company right now. Oh yeah no uh, yeah no yeah canaptic yeah they could canaptics um, right. right that would that would uh, but the, the problem is for most of uh, most companies they probably have their own product line in mind and you guys would be what's the term Mark when one of your customers says gee I know you make uh, martini machines but if you could do something that would mix uh, concrete for me that would be really useful no I what think is that uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's if it's aligned with their capability, it's it's just one licenses IP to the other. I mean, it's it's a licensing deal. I like the Jason thing because it would. I mean, Jason could. Yeah, probably, but, Jay, uh, but Jay, the thing with Jason is he makes software, yeah. and the thing about Canaptics is that they actually make the physical hardware. They could. Act, I mean, the combination since I did combine those two uh, anyway, the combination could be kind of cool. Uh, both both companies, Canaptics and Rotu. Yeah. There we go. We could redesign your whole company for you if you stay on the uh, on the on the team's call long enough. We could have you pivoting um, all different which ways, and pretty soon you could be doing martini making machines as well. Ooh, be like the next. We will get one for the office. <laughs> so you are going to get out of this mode of um, raising money only on grants, aren't you? Or or do you think you can live? You know, maybe get a big great Gates Foundation grant. Well, Gates well, Foundation sure. grant. I'm sure at some point we will probably have to give in if we want to continue. Um, we already have a couple people, like a couple of groups that are interested in investing oh, in good. us. So th that's just something that we'll pursue. They've said basically whenever we're ready, they'd like to talk to us. Yeah, so. um, and then we're, you know, start selling the mats, bring in profit, and then be self-sufficient would be the goal. <laughs> okay. On well, behalf of your parents, we say go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is really interesting. Okay. Um, more thoughts, Mark? Any great words of well, wisdom? So, 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 like, what's next? Um, what's, like, your immediate next step? All right, you said you were going today to do something. But in general, like, what's your next strategic step? Yeah. Um, so, getting back into the lab to get those tests um, restarted. And then we are narrowing down our legal representation for the non-provisional patent. Um, we've got it down to, I think, two lawyers that we're considering. Yeah, so. so patent has to be done by November, and then we're hoping to get a lot of research done by December. So hopefully by next year, we can start really do, um, 
selling, selling and pumping out our assets. And you th- and where are you going to how are you going to work the funding to come up with the initial run of what 500 products, 500 uh, or 5000 uh, tiles. Well, cat ho- cat mats. Yeah, we're hoping to get the the next stage of the venture well grant which would be an additional 20,000. Um, yeah, we've found that our uh, materials thus far, if we continue using the same ones, are relatively inexpensive. And then we figure buying in bulk, it'll just get even cheaper. Mm-hmm. So if we could win that $20,000 grant, it will probably go a long way. Because now ships? we have that $11,500 for the labs and, and research. That's basically a year of we don't have to pay for any of that. How about yeah, the uh, shipping costs? I would assume you guys, if you're shipping around stones and hot ambers of coal and sand, it's going to be pretty expensive. Well, we want to keep the mats lightweight. So well, how can you do that? <laughs> Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Well, because yeah. they're not using, they're not filling it with you know sand? nuts, bolts, and and other heavy objects like you've suggested <laughs> wrongly, <laughs> might I add? Yeah, we. <laughs> We think five pounds is realistic. That's no way. Five, per t- five pounds per tile. Yeah, per tile, not for like a walkway. Right. Um, but that's still like easy to pick up, at least like, you know, if you pick up two or three, um, easy to put down and put away. Well, how yeah. big are the mat? How, how big is each tile of cat bat mat? Right now we're thinking one square foot, but we might expand that. So the idea is, you can use it as a walkway, but some physical therapists have expressed interest in just using one to three at a time. Um, so that way they can really customize it to what their patient needs and what their clinic can support. Because some clinics, they say space really isn't an issue at all. And some it's their biggest barrier. Yeah. So some can buy like up to 20 and make like a really long path. And some are like, well, we'll, we'll only have room for like four and that's all we need anyways. So So have you figured out how to simulate um, the feel of sand underfoot um, with um, other materials that are much lighter? Not quite because we haven't like done the test to confirm it, but we have an idea of what materials we're going to put in and the different densities to see if that'll work for us. Mark thinks that would be a genius idea if you could pull that off. No, I think the whole thing is is actually is actually very clever. It's a it's uh it's needed. I I I love this. I think it it it, it, it serves seriously. It serves so many different communities, and um you know from seniors to disabled to you know again wounded warriors. Uh, oh, no, no, the consumer application. Mark has while and we the, were and talking. The, yeah, and the, and the VR one is 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 interesting as well. I I'll I'll credit David with that. Well, no, no, Mark. While we were talking, Mark, I could tell has already ordered the Jimmy Buffett theme for the room he's talking to us from. He's gonna he's gonna put in the sand, the I, faux I sand. Everything, I hate everything about Jimmy Buffett. I went faux to one sand of those, maps. One of those maps. concerts with an old girlfriend. It was like the worst experience of my life. <laughs> it was it not was Jimmy's really, fault. No, it was because he's got this culture of people around him that I didn't particularly care for. Mark is completely unmellow and can't deal with this. It was just really, I thought I was going to a concert. Instead, I was going to, I don't know what. What do you think? Do you like the Grateful Dead? Me? Yeah. Not particularly. Well, do they, you'll dislike them as much as you dislike Jimmy Buffett? No. Really? <laughs> oh, Jimmy Buffett has a special place in the, in the hell that is your heart. Yes. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, this was a... Actually, we have a question for you. Wait, wait. You've wasted do... a perfectly good no, hour. No, no. We have to ask them what we could do to improve this fine podcast because they've they've experienced... Drop one of the hosts. <laughs> lose, lose the lawyer. I think background Jimmy Buffett music. Really. Yeah. Oh. oh All you have to idea. do is you should both, if you're like... Um, doing zoom calls with the people you need to put up the beach in the background set the ambiance like we were so close we <laughs> the three of us were bonding without david and then you just burst the whole bubble <laughs> okay well thank you very much this is great thank this you will, good luck we'll with this some, we'll post this next year sometime okay yeah we'll be sure to tune in <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank Bye -bye. you.